Welcome to the VoiceMe podcast, information and advice on the world of voiceover, presented by voiceme.co.za, the South African search directory for voice artists and related services. I'm Andrew Sutherland, founder of VoiceMe, and in this episode, I'm going to go over some of my thoughts on AI in voiceover. AI is a sensitive issue in the VO world, and a lot of questions I've received are about ownership of your voice and what you can do to protect yourself from unwanted cloning or unwanted usage of your work using AI or other technologies. So firstly, AI is a technology with the ability to perform tasks that would otherwise require human intelligence. The goal of AI is to create machines that can learn, reason, carry out tasks, and make decisions similar to humans. It deals in probabilities, and through vast amounts of training on data, produces the closest approximation that the algorithms can manage. It encompasses a wide range of technologies, including machine learning, deep learning, neural networks, expert systems, and robotics. Generative AI, for example, ChatGPT, MidJourney, or any of the text-to-speech voice apps out there, is a subfield of artificial intelligence that can create new content, such as text, images, audio, or code, by learning the patterns and structure of the input data. Generative AI algorithms can create outputs that resemble human-created content or synthetic media. And the use of AI is growing across all sectors, including ours in the voiceover, film, TV, and music industry. Particularly concerning, of course, is performance cloning, which is the process of creating a synthetic performance by recording, using, or reproducing the voice or likeness of an artist by machine learning systems. And there are a wide range of applications that include text-to-speech, interactive digital humans capable of audiovisual interaction with users, and manipulation of existing identities in audiovisual content, such as deepfakes. So what are the key issues with AI for us as voice artists? Firstly, job displacement. Most artists feel this technology poses a threat to employment opportunities. Pay. The payments offered to performers who engage in AI work often do not reflect that their voice may be used forever and on thousands of different projects. Rights transparency. Artists often don't know where or how their work is being exploited due to unclear contract provisions, unspecified usage, and lack of auditing. And poor industry practices. We are already in a very precarious sector with voices often asked to sign away all of their rights in perpetuity for low levels of pay. By adding AI into the mix, artists are at an even greater risk of seeing their performance or work repurposed to generate new content without their expressed consent or adequate remuneration. So for us as voice artists, it's really a question about contracts of intellectual property and remuneration fees and usage. Your rights and your intellectual property as a performer is protected by law. Data mining is the first task that an AI model has to do in order to pick up on patterns and information in your voice. Only after that is it able to generate it in a way that it's been prompted to, whether it imitates your original input information or content, or whether it creates something completely different. But it has to learn from the content you've given it. So if someone is trying to clone your voice, they'd have to have recordings of your voice to do so. Now at the moment, at least in the EU and the UK, Companies can do data mining for non-commercial purposes 
if you are defined as a research institution or organization, but it doesn't allow companies to do that without paying you for the rights to have access to your content. So if you're a performer and you want to give your recordings to a company like that in order for them to improve or work on their AI models, you could do that and get paid for it. But that means in order for a company to mine your content when it's protected by intellectual property rights, whether it's copyright or performance rights or another, your consent is required. So where I would start is with your contracts. They are your main point of protection today for AI innovation. Whether you want to engage with it and you're keen to get on board and partner up with those companies or not. But how do you protect yourself in terms of contracts and what types of things should you look out for as a voice artist? I spoke about this with Daniela Pellegrini van Royen in episode 13 of the podcast last month. So check that out if you want more detailed info. But basically, the good news is that you only have to look out for a few key things. When you get your contract, and remember, your contract can also come in the form of a series of emails or messaging on social media, make sure you look out for anything concerning your intellectual property transfer. Sometimes it would be called intellectual property, sometimes buyout. It could also fall under in perpetuity licensing terms. So those are all keywords that could refer to intellectual property transfer in your contract. And what you need to make sure you do is to ask for and only agree to a license, not an assignment of your rights. If there is a transfer of rights, that means that you're selling your rights and you're selling your intellectual property and within that, your voice too. And if a client received your rights in that way because you've signed it, they can recreate your voice or content using AI because it's a bit like you've sold your house. What the buyer does with the house once you sold it is whatever they want. It's very different from them renting it. So it's much better if you license your voice for a limited period of time for a limited project. Then the client is bound by the contract to respect those boundaries. The other thing you need to keep a lookout for is your remuneration. The more rights you give away, the more remuneration you should get in return, because the more privilege and the more value you're giving up. And if they're not ready to pay, you shouldn't sign over as many rights. Remuneration should be proportionate. But importantly, even if you've got a license and you're getting paid, make sure you're including an AI clause that says, this license is for a specific project. It's an advert, e-learning content, a sales video, audiobook, or whatever it is, and is not to be repurposed for something else, and that you do not consent to your voice or the content being reused or repurposed using AI in a completely different context from the original license or usage agreement. And that AI clause will help you even if you have agreed to a buyout or in perpetuity license, because the client can't negotiate their way out of something that's in writing. So using an AI clause is something very effective you can do right away. And there's a little bit of education that you can do with your clients too, because you're working with people at production companies and creatives, and they're not lawyers. They're super keen and excited about AI, and they will likely have standard contracts that are not written for this technology in mind. And it impacts your voice and earnings in a very different way than before. So have the conversation with them and raise your concerns so they understand the bigger picture. The other thing you might consider is creating an AI clone of yourself that you have the rights to as a protective mechanism. So you can use this as a new or different offering to your clients. So 
If a client who wants to use you has budget constraints, your AI voice could do the work for a different or lower fee. And you could say, hey, I've got an AI clone. Do you want to license it for this project at X rate? And maybe you can still get that job because your starting point is slightly different. But be clear that they will get an AI-generated voice, not a fresh recording from you. And there are limitations to what can be created and how it will sound. This isn't really legal protection. It's just a negotiation technique or a different commercial offering. It doesn't protect you. The only small possibility is that you could potentially claim copyright of the clone itself. And if it's reused or a competing clone comes up, then you could make a really complicated and expensive argument in court. But what happens if you find out somebody is using your voice without your permission? If someone else is using your voice without your consent, chances are very high that they have access to recordings of your voice to do that. They may have mined a recording of your voice they've come across online, on TV, on the radio, and they've used that to train their AI algorithm and then generated a synthetic copy of you. So if that happens, you have a cheaper and much easier alternative than going to court. You can request a takedown from the company. Contact the company or the platform that it's posted on, whether it's on YouTube, social media, etc., and ask for a takedown. And when you make your request to take it down, you're going to use two different grounds of law on two different rights. First, your intellectual property rights. Because if someone uses your voice without consent, they have infringed your copyright, and that is protected. You can ask someone to stop doing that because it's a breach of your rights. And you see it on social media all the time. A little notice that you cannot access this video because it infringes copyright or something like that. And this would be why. Because someone has requested a takedown and as the platform, they have to do that if they want to stay neutral and avoid liability. The second thing you can do when you're making your request is use your personal data protection right because your voice is classed as personal data. And even more than that, it's classed as sensitive data because your voice carries a lot of specific information about you. Potentially your socioeconomic background, accent, race, gender, age, which part of the world or country you live in, and a legislator could recognize that and protect it on those grounds. The law protects your face, your voice, and your likeness as protected sensitive personal data because they can each identify you personally. As the data subject, the law grants you a right to consent to the collecting and processing of your personal data and a right to request your personal data be erased from records held by others. In South Africa, these rights are guaranteed under the Protection of Personal Information Act, or POPIA, and in the UK and EU, under the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR. This requires any website or platform to take down content infringing your intellectual property rights within a reasonable period of time following notice. It also requires a website or platform to delete your personal data on request. And even if they are operated outside the UK, EU or South Africa, these laws still apply when they target those markets. So if someone makes a clone of your voice, they're processing your data and they need your consent to do that. 
And that's all for this week's episode. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and my support team at support at voiceme.co.za. Leave a comment here or give me a call on 0861 VoiceMe. That's 0861-864-2363 if you're in South Africa. And to sign up for a VoiceMe profile, register from the homepage at voiceme.co.za. I strongly believe a constructive social environment for our users, whether they be artists, clients, producers, or talent agents, is highly beneficial for our industry. Like, follow, and engage with VoiceMe and each other on at VoiceMeSA on all social networks. If you liked this episode, please like, share, subscribe, turn on automatic downloads, or click the bell icon to get notified so you don't miss our next one. I'm Andrew Sutherland, and that's it from me here at VoiceMe for this week. Cheers for now.